Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Make sure you're uh, you're subscribing to this wherever you're listening, or maybe you're watching it on YouTube. And if you if you want to watch me on YouTube, just uh, go to YouTube. Yeah, dot com. I should be like those. Have you ever seen those? Uh, or you you might be one of those people when they go, hey, go to the website, and they're like www.youtube.com. Uh, you could do that and then search DeHuff Uncensored, then you'll see my face. And if that doesn't scare you away, you can watch my my episodes and or share it with your friends. And then you can also listen as well anywhere you find podcasts. I got a lot to get to today, and uh, we're just going to kind of just jam it in there. Just jam it. Just jam it in there. It's funny because I was driving around today. I went shopping for my daughter's birthday party that's coming up. And my, uh, my wife just gave the thumbs up of approval for the decorations that I bought. Always fun buying decorations, especially for a little kid. Awesome. But what was funny is like I'm walking through the, the stores because I couldn't find it all in one place. I had to go to a couple of places. But my chest is like so itchy. And it's, I forget that, you know, having surgery, they have to shave you. And I felt so sorry when I went and uh, had shoulder surgery. And the the poor nurse had to shave not just a little bit of my body. Like she, first of all, she had to shave the arm area where it was going to get uh, surgery on. But she also had to, because of, you know, putting tape everywhere and all that shit, she had to shave uh, my, my, my man pectoral, right? My peck, or more of a boob. We'll call it a, a poob, okay? She had to shave my poob. And what's funny is it's like not even like half my chest is shaved. My chest, it's literally just my poob, my, my right poob. And it, it's just awkward. But so now it's like the hair is growing back, and it's so itchy. I don't know how you guys out there who shave your back and, and chest all the time, how you guys can do that. It's freaking annoying as hell. As hell. So I'm like walking down the, the aisle at the party supply place, and I'm just like rubbing my boob. And people are like, what the hell is that guy doing? He's a fucking pervert. Somebody call 911. We got him. Whoever he is, we got him. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'm dealing with that. I'm dealing with a lot lately. Oh, my God. By the way, uh, I wanted to give you, I saw this this morning, and it just kind of blew my mind. Remember how I was talking to you about that lady, Stephanie Motto, that YouTuber, and she was on 90 Day Fiance, who was selling her farts, of all things, in um, a jar? She's, she th- was in the hospital. She thought she was having a stroke in a, or a heart attack because she was having so much chest pain. But it was just gas. As weird and funny as that is, I feel sorry for her because obviously that that that's scary because she just she didn't know what was happening. But the doctor was just like, yeah, it's because you're eating like beans and protein shakes. And she was just like way overdoing it. And it was just causing havoc in her body. So she she thought she was having a heart attack. And anybody that's ever experienced that whether with yourself or somebody else, that's a scary, scary, scary thing. So I feel sorry for with that. But that being said, it's funny, and you can't help but laugh at that. 
if you don't laugh at that, I question you. I do. So she's retiring from the business. The fart in a jar business is is wrapping up. It is. Remaining inventory is going to be sold in a big blowout sale. Hi-yo! I feel like Jimmy Fallon right there. That was a big lead up to a, a, a lame joke. And that's like, honestly, guys, unless you're talking about Conan O'Brien, all the late night hosts with their jokes and their monologue are horrible. And they're just so lame like that. Conan O'Brien was the king at uh, jokes in his monologue. And they're just they're awesome. If you've never watched Conan O'Brien, go on YouTube after you're done watching this on YouTube and watch Conan O'Brien. Oh, my God. He's just the king. The king. I love him. And I would hold him tightly if he was next to me now. I would hold him in a gentle embrace, yet firm. Firm and gentle. And I would comb back his hair. His beautiful red hair. Anyway. Oh, it got weird right then. It did. It did. It did. Anyway, so I just want to bring that up. A, a, a nice, I was going to say nice update, but I wasn't actually thinking when I said nice. That's kind of a scary moment for Stephanie Motto, but uh, good for her for capitalizing on on that. She, I want to say she made right around $200,000 as of right now on uh, her farts in the jar, so good for her. Sorry that it's coming to an end like that, but uh, it is. So today I was uh, out and about, like I said, uh, trying to get uh, party supplies for my daughter who's you know, having a birthday. And so my wife calls me and she's like, hey, can you go pick up lunch? And I'm like, sure, no problem. She's like, if you're at King Supers, go ahead and get uh, some something out of the deli, blah, blah, blah. She said something specific. So I go back there and the lady's like, I'm sorry, we're, we're short staffed. And I'm just, I'm not, I don't have this ready, this ready, and this ready. She's like, if you want to come back in a bit, I'd be more than happy uh, to make something for you. I just don't, she's like, I just don't. I'm the only one here, and it sucks. I feel so sorry for her. So I'm like, oh, that's fine. I, I'll go somewhere else. So then I'm like, oh, let's go to Qdoba. Go Qdoba. Super slow because they're short-staffed, and they're also missing a lot of product. They didn't, have, they didn't have tortillas. What's the point of going to a burrito place if you can't get a burrito? I'm like, and that's not their fault. There's a whole supply chain issue whether it's, you know, stuff that comes from overseas or shit that's around here. And there's plenty of reasons why they could be short or have no tortillas. It could be a new young manager that has no idea what he's doing There could and, and, and forgot to order them. Uh, or it could have been just for whatever reason, they're, the supply is down. Anyway, so they, I was like, fuck that. I'll go to Noodles and Company. Go to Noodles and Company, place the order, because I'm like, fuck it. I'm not going to keep going around and around and around. Oh, God short-staffed and they're just it I'm, i'll just wait i'm not going to be a dick about it i understand that they're they're having issues it's hard to have people on staff and it's not just the united states that's having this issue it's and by the way you go to any industry and they're having issues whether it's the banking issue uh industry grocery restaurants you name it they're all having staffing issues and there's a couple of reasons. One is what is COVID, obviously, and the other is just some people just don't want to do anything. I've talked to several people that are just like, yeah, I had somebody 
but he fucking sucked. And then he, the dude just couldn't handle working. So he just up and left. So, but I talked to my brother in Australia this morning and he's having the same issues and their, you know, workforce is having the same issues. And I'm sure you could go to any place in the world and they're probably having the same issues. So he was saying that, um, one, he's having issues keeping staff or, you you know, like he just hired somebody and then the, the poor guy has COVID. So he can't, you know, he has to quarantine or isolate, whatever, for several days. So that fucks the restaurant. So he's having to work double, triple, uh, as well as other staff members. They're working from behind, working extra. It, one of his neighboring restaurants had zero staff. Literally, it's just the owner. So the owner's parents, who are in their mid to upper 70s, are working and helping the business stay afloat. It's just insane what a lot of these restaurants and other companies are having to do to stay alive. And it, it's getting cr crazy. COVID is everywhere. It's not just the United States, like I said. And, and real quick, I wear a mask. I figure there's no harm in it. There's more potential harm in not wearing one. So I figure, why not? I haven't had anybody give me a good convincing reason as to why you shouldn't wear one. I get you don't want people telling you what to do. But anyway, we're not going to get into the politics and shit like that. I just figure it's I no sweat off my sack to wear one. Right? 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 But that all being said, a lot of businesses, but not all of them, okay, keep in mind, are going to start realizing in a weird way that they don't need to be fully staffed like years prior. Meaning like that number that defines a full staff is going to shrink. Guarantee it. I would say the overwhelming amount of industries out there, they're going to realize, shit, we survived that when they look ahead and they're crunching their numbers like, fuck. You know, it sucked. The ones that make it, and that's the problem, the ones that make it are going to realize, oh, fuck, we could do this on shorter staff. We don't need to be having 10 employees on when we could have like six. That's, it's, listen, you can disagree with me all you want, but remember what we always say. Business is about making money. And if they can make more money with, you know, meaning a little bit less people and realizing that employees, that they, that their employees are essentially realizing they have another gear and they can go faster. I'm not saying it's easy, guys. Just don't take this the wrong way, which some of you are going to take this the wrong way. But if you can take a step back and kind of see what I'm saying is the people that are working right now and are able to work and they're realizing, shit, we can, you know, Carol is a badass. Look at her. I was, when I'm at Noodles and Company, they had three people in there and they're just like, they're flying, flying. I've been in there. I was in there like two years ago and I remember how fucking slow they were and they had like seven people in there. Hmm. I know it sucks. But a manager and an owner is going to look at that once everything calms down a little bit with uh, uh, 
COVID and go, maybe we just have four people instead of seven, eight people. It's going to be interesting once the dust settles. And I, I, I just can't imagine businesses going, okay, whenever the fuck COVID is over or we can all move on from it a little bit and realize it's the fucking flu and we're just going to deal with it on an annual basis and we're going to get COVID shots or not, or we're not. I think we can all just agree we're just done with the fucking masks. But anyway, once we're past that and we're able to, the dust settles, companies are going to start going, hmm, yeah, I don't think we need to have all these people. And that's going to, suck for the workforce but it makes sense from a business perspective all right we're gonna get into one of the best things i have ever heard in the sports world plus who's gonna buy the broncos we got some inside information on that but first everybody knows total beverage in westminster and thornton they're just amazing amazing place to buy some 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 booze right And everybody knows Total Beverage has an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits. But did you know they deliver? They do. You're welcome for that information. Did you know they have curbside pickup available? They do. Again, tip of the hat. You're welcome. Did you know they do online wine education classes? I think I need to do that. Oh, my God. I don't know squat about wine. But anyway, They offer that on their website. Stop by on 104th and Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. Or you can always find weekly deals, events, and even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. That's TotalBev.com. Total Beverage. Everything you need and more. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Want to book a party during football season? There are 18,000 reasons to pick the Blake Street Tavern. That's how many square feet we have on the corner of Park and Blake. 18,000 square feet, three bars, and a beer garden with a 6 by 10 foot TV. In our food and underground social games room, we're voted the best in town by Westward Magazine. If only the men of Orange's quarterbacks checked that many boxes. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. All right. This may be the best way to call a penalty in hockey or really any any sport. Here we go. The side says he's going to mix it up with Middleton. That is the best way to call a penalty. Thank you so much to NHL Twitter for posting that. That was... Wes McCauley, on the ref, in the <laughs> calling that, that is the way for fighting. That is the best way to call a penalty. I hate, by the way, when I'm uh, watching a game and, and like, I just, it's so boring, just the refs. That's the way they need to be. God dang, man. Wes McCauley. That's, that's awesome. All right, so who's going to be, I just had to play that. I just, I saw that today and I'm like, I think we're all going to be better people now that we listen to to that. And uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hang your hat on that one. All right. So who's going to be who's going to buy the Broncos? Albert Breer shed some light on that as he was on the Dan Patrick show. And then, two, I've also heard that the Manning family is always sort of 
had an eye on ownership. And that was part of the reason why over the years, Peyton Manning never took less on contracts. Eli Manning never took less on contracts. They always did a lot of endorsements. Like I'd always heard that sort of idea that the Manning family was building capital to maybe someday be able to buy a team. I don't know if they had the capital to buy a team outright, but to be a part of an ownership group, like Mm. that would make some sense. And if you were putting together an ownership group in Denver, a, a group to bid on it in Denver, that'd be a pretty powerful guy to have on your side, wouldn't it? You know? Yeah. And, you know, I know, I know Peyton really loves living there. That's the other thing. Um, You know, part of the reason why I think, you know, he has been a little slow to take a job as a football executive because those opportunities have been available to him is because he lives a very comfortable life, you know, in Denver now. And so there are a lot of things there that sort of line up where, it would make sense, you know, if Peyton Manning was part of a group that would bid on the on the on the Broncos. There you go. That was Albert Breer on with the Dan Patrick show. So what what do you guys think about that? If if Peyton Manning I think that's kind of the dream scenario for a lot of people out there in, in Broncos country is you would want somebody like that. That first of all, just that's who you part of who you would want to be connected financially to the team. I don't see him being able to be the majority owner. And to be honest, I don't know if I would want that. I don't think I would want him to be the the final say in a lot of business decisions. I believe he, I can't remember his education uh, background at Tennessee, but I, I, I just don't, I want somebody that's making the decisions. It's fine to be the money guy, part of the money guy, but I ultimately I want whoever's in ownership to know about business, not necessarily all about football. But I'd rather somebody be a more of a business mind. Now, that being said, with Peyton, if he's part of the ownership group, you know, he can obviously help influence a lot of decisions and who should the GM be and all that shit, which obviously the Broncos have George Payton. And to be honest, I don't see George Payton going anywhere as of right now. Uh, But I think it would be a fascinating deal if Peyton Manning was involved with the ownership. You know, somehow, like, say he, like they're saying, like Albert Breer was saying that if, if somehow he was in a group uh, that chipped in their money, I think I have five, ten dollars in my wallet. Uh, Peyton, if you're listening, I am more than willing to share my my loot with you and we can go in on this thing and we'll take the Broncos to victory. We'll take them, lead them down the, the, the successful route. Okay. Uh, I'll do my part. You do your part. What what are the Broncos worth? Like one point six billion or some shit. And you know what? To be honest, it's going to be more than that that they end up going for. I'm going to guess right now that the Broncos end up being sold for about one point eight billion dollars. That's my guess. I have no. I I literally have no education or thought process behind that. I'm just throwing out a number. You can throw out a number too. Hmm. Right. $3 billion. All right. There you go. We did it. 
I don't know. I, I just, ugh. I think it'd be cool. I think it, but I'm not sure it's going to happen. But it would be kind of neat if Bezos or somebody like that was the, you know, the majority leader, majority owner that comes in and then Peyton and some other people are, are tagging along. I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. I just want somebody that's going to go in there and take control and make sure there's some accountability going on with the Denver Broncos. I want that. I do. And I think you guys want that too because it's missing right now. And we don't need to go bagging on the Broncos. They're, they're a problem child right now. They need therapy. They do. They need to be sat down, you know, get a good talking to. You know what I'm saying, right? And that's going to start with new ownership. So I, I think it would be neat to see Peyton involved. I just don't want to see him as the majority leader or owner uh, because I just don't feel that he's the right guy for that. But I do think it would be a good idea to have him involved, if that makes sense. So uh, we're going to wrap up with this one. So it was funny because I was listening to a podcast. I, I, I like to listen to some podcasts, but it's probably not what you think. I like to listen to just weird, kind of uh, just supernatural, weird kind of mystery podcast and one is called um i believe it's supernatural with ashley flowers she does an amazing job and that she always talks about she does a good job it's more of a story when you, whereas here i am just rambling and holding my dick in my hand right during the entire time you're welcome for that image i don't i want to but i don't but uh she does <laughs> she does an amazing job much better than i am she does these stories so she'll do she has like a crew of people that uh you know literally map out all these fascinating details about whatever topic they're talking they're talking about well the one that came out uh today as i record this is talking about werewolves and i just think it's listen i'm listening to it and i'm just like no no i get that back in the day people you know, just, they believe that shit. Like, oh, I, you know, you can make anything up and people fucking believe it. I mean, now what's crazy is the story uh, in, I, I don't have the exact date, but the, the, the idea of the, the story of werewolves has been around for like 2,000, 3,000 years. I don't maybe not 3,000, but like 2,000 years or some shit, if not more, right? So, I get back in the day that you could say anything, be like, there is a purple monster that comes out every night. And if you don't say this, uh, like, jump, 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 keep every, every morning, it will kill you. And people believe it. So they'd be going to bed, or every morning they wake up and they'd be a bean, might be a and be like, oh my God, you just saved the whole family. I love you, Carl. <laughs> but it just made me think, I'm stupid, but it just made me think, just like, how gullible are we as a society, as a whole, not a whole, I guess. They're, I guess we're evolved. So actually kind of circling back, the reason why I started thinking about this was there's people that 
have claimed to see a werewolf and, and reported it as recently as 2018. What? In Wisconsin. What? Well, fucking Wisconsin. You guys, you're eating your goddamn cheese watching the Packers? Fuck, yeah, okay. Probably scared that Aaron Rodgers is going to leave you. You're like, there's a fucking werewolf at the door. I just think it's just fascinating that that's still a thing. Like, when you think about the idea of a human body transforming from one thing into a completely different thing, and we don't have any sort of evidence of that, like actual data on that, but people still fucking believe it, and they're like, it was a fucking werewolf that I saw walking around on its hind legs. Maybe it was Dave down the street, or Todd. Todd's a hairy motherfucker, and he's just walking around naked, but he's so hairy, you just can't tell. Just looks like he has a little mushroom hanging from between his legs. That's it. Anyway, uh, I just I just thought I had to get into that. I just thought it was funny, and it's then you start thinking about the other ones like uh, Dracula, like somebody that you know rises from the dead and drinks blood to survive, and that's all they do. And the sunlight hits them, then they're fucking turned into dust. People still fucking believe that that there's groups of vampires. What the fuck, people? Dumb motherfucker. We'll have to get more dive deeper into these type of things one of these days because I just find it fascinating that people believe so much. It's kind of, and I talked to somebody that believes this and he did kind of laugh because I pointed out how stupid it sounds. And we've briefly touched on this before. It's like you people that think they're putting a tracking device when you get the shot, right? You've got a tracking device already on you. It's your fucking phone. We don't need to get into that. Some people today are like, oh, my God, it's just too political. I don't like it. And I'm like, fuck you, man. Jeez. Take a little look at yourself in the mirror and go, am I all balls with my opinions? Fuck, I don't know. Anyway. Hey, by the way, I have a book. Somebody somebody gave me this. Uh, uh, A lady named Missy. And it's called Sparkle. Oh, remember to sparkle. The Wit and Wisdom of Richard Simmons. You're welcome. Okay, I'm going to read the very first one to you. If the way you used to do things didn't work for you, change it. Don't keep living that same day over and over. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. And remember to sparkle today, guys. All right. I love you guys. Have a great fucking day. Remember, uh, selling farts in a jar is dangerous. Just ask Stephanie Motto, the YouTuber. Remember, if you combine peck and boob, it's poob. You can use that. And mine is slightly bald. My right poob is baldish and itchy as the hair grows back. And if that's you as well, be careful when you're in the store because people are going to call the police on you for rubbing your boobs. Anyway, uh, let's see. Yeah, don't sell farts in a jar because that's going to backfire. Right? Am I right? Uh, COVID's everywhere and it sucks, but shit, that's going to bite 
a lot of consumers, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be looking for jobs that companies are going to be like, eh, we don't need you anymore. We learned how to deal without you. Uh, the best way to call a fight in hockey was with uh, Wes McCauley, and he is just fucking awesome. It'd be cool if Peyton Manning bought the Broncos or was part owner of the Broncos, but I don't want to see him as the majority owner. I could be wrong on that. Also, um, werewolves are dumb. Anybody that believes in stuff like that is stupid. <laughs> unless, I, unless you have evidence to show me. I just don't believe in that. I don't believe in trolls. Uh, unless they're internet trolls. Uh, those are real and very dangerous. Uh, I don't believe in uh, uh, Dracula or all that shit, vampires and whatnot, and zombies. Um, but yeah, I, pff, fucking weird. It's weird. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, or maybe if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, then hit that little bell so it reminds you every time there's a new episode. Thanks so much to Blake Street Tavern. You guys are the best. I love it. Uh, go to 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Amazing food, amazing people, just an amazing place. Again, Blake Street Tavern, 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Also, Total Beverage, go to totalbev.com. Amazing selection for you and the family. All right, it's to Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much. Let's keep moving forward. Don't forget to sparkle. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> All right, love you guys. Goodbye. I don't know what I just did there, but you're welcome.